Welcome to the St. Barnabas Anglican Church Podcast. We share sermons, teachings, and messages from St. Barnabas Anglican Church in Fort Worth, Texas. I'm Father Andrew, the senior pastor at the church, and I'm glad you're listening today. You're always invited to worship in person on Sunday mornings at 8 and 10 a.m. and on Wednesday nights at 6.30 p.m. You can also visit us online at stbarnabas.us. That's S-T-B-A-R-N-A-B-A-S dot U-S. And now, enjoy the podcast. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Please be seated. Today's Gospel tells the rest of the story of that first Easter day so long ago. John, who had witnessed the crucifixion, and who said he believed after seeing the empty tomb that morning, then tells us what happened that evening as he and the other disciples huddled together behind locked doors, paralyzed by fear. In the opening verse, Jesus comes through the locked door and stands among them and says, Peace be with you. He then showed them his hands and his side, saying, Once again, Peace be with you. Imagine if you can, and I know that's a stretch, but just imagine if you can what that moment must have been like. To see Jesus again in the flesh, to know that he was fully alive, to know that they had not hoped in vain. Just imagine, imagine the effect it had when Jesus appeared among them and said, Shalom, peace be with you. Imagine Jesus coming to you today and offering you His peace. Imagine Jesus offering His peace in your quarantine home today that's full of children. Imagine Jesus offering peace in the uncertainty of your job or your career in these trying days. Imagine Jesus offering peace to a loved one who is waiting for healing today. Imagine Jesus Imagine Jesus' divine peace in this global pandemic of uncertainty and fear. Well, that, my friends, is exactly what Jesus does. He is together in this with us. And in this, he brings us his peace. He comes to us in times just like these to offer his peace. If we will open our eyes to see him, our ears to hear Him, and our hearts to most importantly receive Him. Folks, Jesus can bring peace into any situation. And I know that's true. Because He has done so in the darkest moments of my life. But Jesus didn't come to His disciples or to us today to only bring us His peace. He also came to give them and each one of us here today His purpose his power, and his blessing. 
Let's pick it up at verse 21 if you're following at home in your Bible. Here we find where Jesus gives him purpose by saying these words. As the Father has sent me, I am sending you. Jesus had come into their midst bearing God's image so that they might see God in Him in the flesh. He then sends them back into the world by bearing God's image so that people might see God in them as well. And folks, He sends us into the world bearing God's image as well. So that people might see God in you and I. And as odd as that might seem, and perplexing to us as it might seem, that is how Almighty God has chosen to make Himself known to others in the world around us. Almighty God sends us into the world so that when people see us, they see Him and they experience the love and the peace of Christ through us. Never forget that. That is a critical thing to remember. Because you might be the only glimpse of God that someone might ever see, and certainly in that most time of great need. We then pick it up back at verse 22, where Jesus gives them His power. Notice here that He breathes new life and power into them with these words by saying, Receive the Holy Spirit. Folks, no intellectual brilliance, no amount of degrees on the wall, or any learning we can ever take in this life can fully equip us to be fruitful laborers in God's vineyard unless we are empowered and fully empowered by the Holy Spirit. Let me ask you once again to try to do some imagining. Imagine Jesus coming and saying those very same words to you this day with all that's going on around us to equip and to empower you for your purpose during this event. God has given all of us the gift of the Holy Spirit to dwell within us, to empower us, to instruct us, to guide us, and to bless us. Without the Holy Spirit, we're not God-powered. But our Creator intended us to be God-powered so we might glorify Him. So He gives us the gift of the Holy Spirit to be our present counselor, and companion in our earthly journey. At any moment of the day or night, the Holy Spirit is there with us, my friends. Whether it's in the stillness of a pandemic or in the busyness of our normal lives. We then learn in verse 24 that Thomas had not been with the others and that he did not believe that Jesus had appeared to them. So Thomas then laid down the exact conditions that would enable him, that would enable him to believe. Follow along at verse 25. Unless I see the nail marks in his hands and put my finger where the nails were and put my hand into his side, I will not believe. I love this passage. <laughs> the importance of this passage, it ranks with the crucifixion and all the most important passages in Scripture because we get this every year in the three-year cycle. Because the fact that we doubt as we walk, our faith walk in this world, is common to all. And we need Thomas. Thomas asks the questions that we all are afraid to ask usually. And the fact is, folks, there's a little Thomas in all of us. 
We owe him a great deal of gratitude. History has unfairly and harshly remembered him as doubting Thomas. But as I said, he asked the questions that they probably all wanted to ask, and we've all wanted to ask. We tend to forget that the other disciples had a faith problem too. If you don't believe it, take a look at verse 26. It tells us that a week later, eight days later, the disciples were still huddled together behind locked doors in fear, in fear of the Jews. But this time, old doubting Thomas was present when Jesus once again just instantly appeared before them and said, Shalom, peace be with you. Notice also here that Jesus doesn't rebuke Thomas for his doubts. Instead, he comes to him in his moment of doubt and provides that which is needed that would enable him to believe. Jesus tells Thomas in verse 27, Put your finger here, see my hands, reach out your hand and put it into my side. Stop doubting and start believing. Old Thomas had set the conditions for his belief. And Jesus satisfied the conditions so that he might believe. And he does that for each one of us as well, my friends. Jesus comes to us in our faithlessness to bring us to faith. His peace and strength meets us in our moments of weakness. If we will call on him. If we will call on him. He never forces us to believe. But he does enable us to believe. Once he had enabled Thomas to believe, Thomas then confessed him as his, my Lord and my God. My Lord and my God. Friends, that's the greatest confession Thomas or anyone will ever make on this side of heaven. And it brings about an amazing promise. An amazing blessing. Notice Jesus' response to Thomas. Confession in verse 29. He says to him, If you believe because you have seen me, blessed are those who have not seen, yet have believed. Let me point something out right here, folks. That blessing wasn't just for Thomas that day or those other disciples in that room. They had all now physically seen the resurrected Jesus in the flesh. That blessing is for those who would never see the risen Jesus in the flesh, but who by faith would believe anyway. It's a blessing for all of us. It's speaking to us who have never seen the risen Savior, but by faith have come to believe. Let me share this true story, which illustrates the peace the purpose and the power of Jesus, which enabled a man to break free from paralyzing fear, who went on to impact the entire world. In 1955, a bus boycott took place in Montgomery, Alabama. It was the first large demonstration against segregation in our nation. The late Dr. Martin Luther King who was young and very early in his ministry at that time, was one of the leaders of that bus boycott. Late one night, a phone call woke him up. An angry voice said on the other end, and I quote, 
Listen, you blank. We've heard and taken all we're going to take from you. And before next week is over, you'll be sorry you ever came to Montgomery. Click, and the phone was hung up. Now keep in mind what was going on in the rural South at that time. It was a terrifying time in our nation's history. African Americans were being lynched and terrorized. In fact, a local black church had just been bombed and four young children had been killed. Uncertainty and paralyzing fear gripped the rural South. Listen to that. Uncertainty and paralyzing fear had gripped people. Not unlike the uncertainty and paralyzing fear that gripped our disciples in this story and that grips our world today as we huddle behind closed doors right now in fear of this virus that has quarantined us all. In Dr. King's memoirs, he recorded these inspiring words on overcoming fear. Listen carefully in context to our passage and to this pandemic. Dr. King said, and I quote, I got out of bed and anxiously walked the floor. I went to the kitchen and heated up a pot of coffee. I was ready to give up and tried to think of some way I could move out of the picture without appearing to be a coward. In a state of total exhaustion, after my courage had been overcome by doubt and fear, I finally decided to take my problem to Jesus. With my head in my hands, I bowed over the kitchen table and prayed aloud. The words I prayed that night are etched in my memory. Lord, I am here taking a stand for what I believe is right, but now I'm afraid. The people are looking to me for leadership. And if I stand before them without strength and courage, they too will falter. Lord, I'm at the end of my power. I have nothing left. I've come to the point where I can't face it alone anymore. Listen to what occurred next. At that moment, I experienced the presence of the divine as I had never before experienced. It seemed as though I could hear the assurance of an inner voice saying, Stand up for righteousness. Stand up for the truth. God will be at your side forever through all things. Almost at once, my fears began to pass from me. And I felt ready and empowered to face anything. The outer situation remained the same. But God had given me inner peace. Did you hear that? The outer situation remained the same, but God had given me inner peace. He went on to say, Three nights later, our home was bombed. And strangely enough, I accepted the word of the bombing calmly. My recent experience with Jesus had given me a new strength, a renewed faith. I knew that Jesus was able to give me the interior resources to face the storms and problems of life, end quote. Friends, 
Jesus didn't give Dr. King an easy life, but he did give him peace. Jesus doesn't promise us either to have easy lives, but he does promise us his peace. So in conclusion today, when life's uncertainties and fears push us behind locked doors, and anxiety and doubt begin to cloud our minds, call out to Jesus. It's just that simple. Call out to Jesus. Jesus gives us peace. He says to us, peace be with you. There are many today, my friends, that could use that kind of peace in their lives in the midst of this pandemic of uncertainty and fear. Jesus brings peace, the peace that we need. Secondly, Jesus gives us power. He says, as the Father has sent me, so I send you. Folks, we are to carry on his purpose till he returns. We are called to stay connected virtually in these days to encourage those around us to help bring them peace in the light of Christ. Thirdly, Jesus gives us power. Power for our purpose. He says, receive the Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit will empower us and assure us that we are not in this thing alone. That God is with us, working in us and through us, even in this moment, in this pandemic. Once Jesus has given us peace, purpose, and power, we are then given the ability to believe. The ability to believe. Friends, Jesus enables us to believe. He enables us to believe by stepping through the locked doors of our lives in our moments of weakness, uncertainty, fear, and doubt. Even doubt. One of my most favorite passages, and I think one of the most encouraging passages in the New Testament, appears in Mark's Gospel in the ninth chapter. And it's a story you probably know. The story of a father who cries out to Jesus after the disciples couldn't heal his son. And the man cries out to Jesus, Heal my son if you can. If I can, Jesus replies, all things are possible to those who believe. The man then humbly said, I believe, but help me with my unbelief. Help me with my unbelief. Friends, we're going to all struggle with moments of unbelief on this side of heaven. All of us. If someone says they haven't, they haven't lived long enough to be tested in their faith. But in those moments, if we will call out in weak faith, Jesus will come to us and provide us His peace. The peace which passes all human understanding. The peace which enables us to believe. And it's through that believing that He grants us the most beautiful promise, I think, that you'll ever hear. And that is His blessing. Blessed are those who have not seen and have believed. As Augustine once said, faith is to believe what you do not see. And the reward of faith is to see what you do believe. Friends, it's only by believing that we will one day see our Savior face to face. So if you haven't fully surrendered your life to Jesus and confessed Him to be Lord and God of your life like Thomas did in this passage today, then deal with your doubts this day. Confess Jesus to be your Lord and God and receive Jesus' supernatural peace and blessing on this day. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. 
Thank you for listening to the St. Barnabas Anglican Church Podcast. May the Lord bless you and keep you this week, and we'll see you next time. This episode of the St. Barnabas Anglican Church Podcast is copyright 2020, St. Barnabas Anglican Church in Fort Worth, Texas, all rights reserved.